The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. An incredible story took place 50 years ago in Israel. The story is about a, a bride-to-be who is now getting ready to have her dress, her wedding gown made up by a seamstress. Her mother was a very, you know, pushy type on top of her. And so they chose a, a seamstress who was a widow who led a hard life in Israel, but was very good at her trade. And week after week, they would go for uh, fittings on the, on the wedding gown. And they were working, and the mother was doting over the, the, her daughter, making comments, sometimes snide comments to the widow. She didn't like this, she didn't like that. But overall, the production of the dress was you know, proceeding nicely. Until the day came that the widow called up the mother of the bride, and she says, come over and pick up the dress, it's ready. So they came over, bride and her mother, she tried on the dress, and suddenly the mother of the bride whips out a comment, I don't like it. It's not to my specifications. It's not good enough for my daughter. We're leaving now. And the widow was shocked. She worked months on this dress. This is her only livelihood. She says, what about payment? Payment? I'm paying you nothing for this. I decide that I don't like this dress. I'm going to go to a seamstress even better in Tel Aviv to one of the top salons and I have a new dress made. The widow was broken. The widow was at a loss to know what to do. So she called up the mother's sister. The mother of the bride's sister was a rabbinite. And she told, she broke down to the rabbinite in tears. She says, I work almost a year on this dress. She decided to reject it. She doesn't want to pay me. And I'm broken. I have no living. I have no sustenance. So the rabbinite calls up her sister and she says to her, you can't do that. You can't take advantage of a poor widow like that. She worked so hard, bought the fabric, labored on it week by week. And now you decide not to pay on it? It's a terrible thing you're doing. So the mother of the bride says, Don't you dare tell me what to do. I decide I don't like it. I'm not paying for it. And it's not your business. So they took the bride, the mother of the bride took her to another salon, to a very expensive salon with a great reputation. And he worked up another dress. And he made a dress which is even more beautiful. But all through this time, the heart of the bride was broken. She kept having dreams of black angels standing over her chuppah, hovering over her chuppah, that she was now going to wear this dress that was sewn with the tears of this poor widow. And so the day came for her wedding. And there she was, the bride in the salon, in the, in the, in the bride's room, and everyone's doting over her. Her mother, makeup artist, hair lady, and the sister of the mother, which was the rabbanit. And there was a cup of coffee, black coffee on the table, next to where the bride was standing. And suddenly, without notice, the black coffee was hit by someone and it went running over the dress. The mother of the bride turned white as a ghost. What happened? And suddenly her sister, the Rabbanit, says, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize. I didn't see the cup of coffee. And she looks at her. The mother of the bride looks at her sister with darting, burning like, You did it by purpose. You did it because you, didn't want me, because you were angry. I didn't pay her. I'll never forgive you this. What are we going to do now? The crowd's practically all here. And we're an hour away from the chuppah starting. And suddenly the sister of the bride, the Rabbanit, says, You know what? No problem. There's another dress by the first seamstress. I'll go pick it up. It fits perfectly. We'll figure it out. And so there was a delay. The word went out to the people in the hall that there's been a delay. The word got out that the, the, the wedding gown had got a, a coffee stain on it. And so the, the Rabbanit whisked out to the house and, and the, the, you know, the working area of the first seamstress, ran back with the dress, put it on the bride. She looked beautiful. She went down the chuppah. It was a great wedding. Everyone was happy, except something happened the day after the wedding. 
the mother of the bride stopped talking to her sister, the Rabbani. There was a cold, chilly air between them. And throughout the town where they lived, everyone knew it. Not only that, she was stalking behind their back, telling everyone how she purposely knocked over that cup of coffee. How she was on top of her to constantly pay for a bill that she didn't want to have to pay for. And so they stopped talking to each other. But not for months, for years, for decades. Until f almost 35 years later, the bride herself was now getting ready to marry off her own children. And she was having a conversation with her mother, who's now elderly and living with her. And she says to him, Ima, remember what happened at my wedding? She says, yeah, my sister. I'll never forgive her. All these years I haven't spoken to her. She purposely did it. She purposely knocked over that cup of coffee. She was the one who made a lot of problems for me. I have absolutely no regret that I haven't spoken to her in over 30 years. She says, Ima, I have something that I have to share with you. Something that's been a secret all these years. Ima, you know what? It's true that that cup of coffee, cup of coffee was knocked over by purpose. But it wasn't Aunt Sivia. It wasn't Rabbanit Sivia. You know, Ima, you know who did it? Me. The mother was shocked. What do you mean you? Ima, I couldn't sleep night after night knowing that that poor widow, that her tears were sewn into the new dress, that she wasn't paid for what she did. And so I had the cup of coffee knocked over. And then I felt such relief. And suddenly when I knocked over the cup of coffee, Aunt Sivia saw that I did it. And she looked at me and she said like this to me, shh. And she took the hit for me. She was the one who blurted out that it was her that did it. But in reality, she didn't. And all these years, I asked her for permission to tell her what happened. And she refused to give me permission. Because she said to me, she wanted me and you to always have a great relationship from the day of the wedding. She was worried that if at that moment you had discovered that it was I who knocked over the black cup of coffee, that you, your, our relationship would have been ruined forever. She said, no, I don't want that to happen. I'd rather have my sister have a problem with me than my sister having a problem with her daughter, the bride. And now, only now, decades later, has she given me permission in order to be able to tell you what happened. And you see here, that day, by the way, they got together and spoke and embraced each other after years of not speaking. Look what one, one person can do. Could be more nefesh with such quiet qualities of character that they would take the hits of someone else, lose a relationship with a sibling, with a sister, in order so that a mother and her, and her daughter, the bride, should not fight, should not argue, and maintain a great relationship together. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.